morning, 127th Wing and Team Selfridge. I am Tech Sergeant Drew Schumann, and this is the Road to Drill Podcast. We are going to get into it right away this morning with Tech Sergeant Fitzpatrick joining me to go over this extremely busy drill. Tech Sergeant Fitzpatrick, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. It's so great to be back at Drill Finally. Welcome back. <laughs> We're back. It's we had grand ambitions to cover the road to drill while we were on the road, but uh, we got pretty dug into the mission yeah. while we were abroad. So yeah, we did not have downtime like we, did we thought not. we would. No, but we have plenty to talk about. Yeah, About absolutely. our travels. We took lots of notes. Yes, so, we did. We had lots of experiences. Yes. Uh, so we will definitely get into that, but it is August drill, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's August drill. It's a big one. This is a mammoth <clears throat> drill for us at the 127th wing. Uh, probably our largest of the year so far. We have a couple couple of events going on. <laughs> uh, I know the AMXS, there's a lot happening over there. Yeah. It sounds like there's going to be an assumption of command. Lieutenant okay. Colonel Gilkerson is going to assume command while Major Manley is at school. Okay. And we're going to celebrate the promotion of Chief James Richards, who's also in the AMX. Excellent. So that's that's happening on the maintenance side. There's something else. There's something else. There's a big one. After more than four years commanding the 127th Wing and Sulphurger National Guard Base, Brigadier General Rolf Mahman will be passing the guide on to our new commander, Brigadier General Matthew Brancato. General Brancato comes to us from the National Guard Bureau, but before that, he was commander of the 164th Airlift Wing in the Tennessee mm -hmm. Air National Guard. So we are super excited to meet and uh, work with and for General Bancato. And yeah. Absolutely. And also bidding a, a sad farewell to uh, General Mammon, who we enjoyed working with as well. Absolutely. Yeah, General <clears throat> Mammon, he led us through a busy four years. Oh my gosh. Uh, his, his command started with the COVID operations. So he saw our wing through the COVID pandemic. Doesn't that feel like it was a lifetime ago? It really does. And it felt like it lasted a lifetime while it happened. Right. So, um, <laughs> it would never end. It would not, no. But it, <laughs> but it, it did for all intents and purposes. And we were able to get back to business. And uh, a lot of that is thanks to General Mammon's leadership. Also, you know, many deployments and air show. Just we had a, a stacked four years plus mm -hmm. under his command. So yeah. uh, a, a big thanks to him and best wishes to his next uh, his next endeavor. General Mammon's command uh, sort of culminated with what we've been immersed in all summer thus far, and which was Air Defender Twenty Three right, in that, Germany. Do you remember? that the first time we actually exercised the lead wing concept was an exercise Spartan in August of 2019? No. 2021. August of 2021, when we did the first highway landing. That was right when we came out of COVID, mm -hmm. started to come out of COVID. Yes, yes. So yeah, absolutely. That was, that also seems like it was forever I ago. know. <laughs> <laughs> We're looking forward to all the great things we're going to get to do with General Brancato now. Mm -hmm. And so we, we hope to get to talk with him really soon and have him in here, have him in, in here in the hot seat mm -hmm. to a answer some questions for us. So yeah, definitely. But uh, going back now, so since it's been three months since our last podcast, two and a half months since our last podcast, uh, we have a little bit of catching up to do. So we have over two months of topics to cover since we did not get right. to uh, do our live coverage from Germany. But uh, 
how about uh, Sergeant Fitzpatrick? You kick it off. Would uh, how did the how did it all go? We we teed everybody <laughs> up prior to Air Defender, and we explained what we intended to do. Uh, did we do that? One thing that we learned was we didn't really know what to expect. Right. We had an idea, mm -hmm. and with this new Afrogen concept of the XAB, the Expeditionary Air Base, and the establishing of an airbase. Um, we haven't done that before, and we were kind of uh, creating the mold for Angie. That's right. And so we got there, and we had an idea of what was going to happen, and it played out differently. In some ways, it played out how we expected in a lot of other ways. And at the end of the day, we just have a huge AAR. Um... Essentially, we weren't... We weren't following a script, we were writing the script. Right, exactly. So, for how this is going to go. Right, so... Um, we were over there, I would say, a good week and a half before the exercise started. We were there two weeks before, two weeks before, the, before the exercise, exercise started. started. Right. Um, we actually left in May. We left on Memorial Day. That's right. Um, so, that was a first for us, because typically we're not the first and the last out. Right. So we got to see how the sausage was made, and the Germans played great hosts for they us. Did. They set up all of our living quarters, and they facilitated all of the amenities that were available to us at the different locations. So it was cool to see that grow while we were operating at multiple locations mm -hmm. in Germany, at the locations that we were at in Krop, in Hohn, in Jägel, there were how many? A thousand, eleven hundred, airmen, uh, if not more. <clears throat> yeah, oh, housed in those areas. Yeah, yeah. yeah we, we we lived in a village that was a it was a training base turned into a essentially a deployed camp for right. us. Though the accommodations were you know fantastic, like Sergeant Fitzpatrick said, the the Germans were amazing hosts. Mm. They provided everything we could possibly need, um, and. and really kind of set a standard for how these joint exercises, you know, most likely will take place mm -hmm. in the, in the future. You know, they, day to day, it was, it, 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 it was a lot like what we confront in a deployed environment. It so it was very you know, similar. You wake up, you go and you do the mission, um, you know, for PA it's cover the written stories, the take the photos, take the videos and export it out. But we had a unique opportunity to work with, members from around the Air National Guard. So we had dozens of Air National Guard wings uh, mm -hmm. participating in the exercise. And then PA alone, I, I know we had at least seven other wings that we were working directly with mm -hmm. uh, in one way or another mm -hmm. with producing content. Mm -hmm. And uh, there a lot of media visibility on this exercise. So by this point, pretty much everybody knows about this exercise and has seen some of the work that's come out of there. But yeah, a great learning experience. While many representatives of units that fall under the 127th wing attended, the biggest group, the biggest contingent was FSS. Right? Absolutely. So Far they, away. they actually got to exercise as intended. So I traveled in the first chalk and most of the FSS Persco team was there and I talked with a lot of food service airmen. We didn't have a food service mission, so they knew that they were coming and they were just going to learn what the job was as soon as they got there, figure right. it out on the fly. And they ended up managing the Persco and lodging 
for all 1,100 plus people who were housed at that area, and they did an awesome job in conjunction with the Germans. They nailed it, yeah. So kudos to them. They didn't. They did awesome. They worked a lot of long hours, a lot of late hours. A lot of late hours. Uh, also, downtime. They <clears throat> occupied their downtime with making sure everybody was entertained and satisfied. They ran MWR missions, mm -hmm. uh, trips around Germany, renting bikes, kayaks, stuff like that. Like they were every minute I turned around and saw a, an, a member of Force Support Squadron, mm -hmm. they were working, mm -hmm. but yep. they were working with a smile on their face. They, they were loving what they did. And it was, they were, they were truly the all-stars, maybe in a shared billet with our logistics folks. Right. Um, the logistics, our loggies, I'd never seen anybody work so hard as Captain Scott's team. They just completely crushed it mm -hmm. for the from start to finish and before the start and after the finish. Mm -hmm. They just right. they worked the entire time. So you really got to see the uh, see you really got to see you know some of the people that work the behind the scenes mm -hmm. functions of our deployed mission mm -hmm. rise to the top. Right. here and i think that was probably the biggest lesson we all learned is you know finding out who makes this stuff work yeah and you know it's you, you've seen it in the products that have come out and you know if you were at air defender you noticed mm -hmm. it because more than likely one of these people bailed you out of a situation one situation right. or another <laughs> so yeah just can't say enough about you know the amazing job they did for sure and the operations, of course, uh, Ops did a great job, as did C2. Like, a, a, everybody did a, uh, a, a fantastic job at this, I think. And I think that's the sentiment of our, of our leadership. I agree. I would also give a shout out to the First Sergeants, Senior For Brewer sure. and Senior Dunlap, because those guys, I wonder if they ever got a break. I don't they think so. They were just working 24-7. They're either picking people up from the airport Run, running karaoke <laughs> at, at night at the MWR tents and, you know, or, you know, getting people home who had to get home for an emergency just mm -hmm. at 24 hours a day, mm -hmm. you know, d doing that first sergeant thing. Like yeah. you really learn what a first sergeant does in the deployed environment. And it seems like it can be a thankless job at times. Absolutely. Well, we're thanking them right now because they, they also killed it. So, yeah. so yeah, so th those are the kudos. You know, we also did learn a lot about uh you know adapting and overcoming to changes in mission so mm -hmm. uh sergeant fitzpatrick and i we had the opportunity to go with our agile combat employment team mm -hmm. to latvia mm -hmm. so part of this exercise included a forward deployment by our agile combat employment our ace, ace team, team uh to latvia so our jets were flying each day we would have two jets leave germany fly to Leovardi Air Base mm -hmm. in Latvia, do a pilot swap. Those pilots would go and do a gun run on the range and then fly back to Germany. So every day we had a rotation of jets doing this. Mm -hmm. So we got to fly out with the team and cover the deployment of the ACE team to Latvia, mm -hmm. to that forward deployment area, and then cover those jets coming in. But we had uh, some adversity on the way there yes. and uh, we, we experienced a few delays and we were able to turn it around and just work a little extra hard to get that coverage and that ended up being you know some of the most important work on this exercise we got to see and we got to cover that mission that is so important and it, it is the biggest footstop to our adversaries of 
the capabilities of the U.S. Air Force. But we have to spend some time with them, see what they do. They yeah. uh, first time doing rapid crew swaps, mm -hmm. which if you haven't seen any of the content, you know, get on the social media, get on our YouTube or Divids and check it out because mm -hmm. the pilots and especially our maintainers did just a great job at yeah. that too. So that would, I, I would say on the operation slash maintenance standpoint was our, was our highlight there. Mm -hmm. And I learned a lot too. I've been in the air guard here for six plus years. Mm -hmm. And I learned about air crew flight equipment as an AFSE. Poopy suits. Poopy suits. We learned about yes. poopy suits. Which, for anybody that doesn't know, is a G suit. I think we're going to have uh, one of our pilots and maybe one of our air crew life support people come in and teach us about poopy suits in we one should. of our upcoming episodes. We definitely should. Yeah. I learned that fuels is an important support function of the ACE team yeah, well, and not actually a member of the ACE team. That it's, well, that everything, everybody that is involved in the ACE team, yes. I also learned that, you know, CE with our fire department, uh, fuels people, air crew life support, like there are so many facets to this when you think of the degrees of separation between what you do mm -hmm. and agile combat employment, like it's not that wide, mm -hmm. you know. Even us, we weren't, we're not part of the ACE team, but we were there taking pictures. You know, right. there's, there are people that cover this stuff. There's uh, people on the command side. So it's, uh, th there's so much more to it than who makes the picture, you yeah. know, or who, who you see on the, on the front page of the paper, you know, right. performing ACE. So uh, yes, that's a very good point. So I have a couple questions for you. Mm -hmm. What was the most interesting thing that you learned about Latvian culture and German culture. Oh, I learned that there's almost a passive aggressive effort to not serve sauerkraut. <laughs> really? I don't know why. I could not find sauerkraut anywhere. <laughs> and I don't know if it's just cliche or what it is, but maybe it was just the region that we were in. It not could a sauerkraut have been. region. I went down to Hamburg and they didn't serve me sauerkraut either. And I, I love sauerkraut. I'm German, so I hate to admit this but i was served sauerkraut the first day i arrived yeah. by the germans at jaegel right back at you then what was your what, what was the biggest cultural lesson that you learned that in latvia if you're a pedestrian walking in the road and there's no sidewalk you walk on the opposite side so in america we would want to walk in the road in the direction that traffic travels right but in Latvia, it's the opposite, which ends up being safer because you can actually It makes see. a lot more sense. Yeah. I want to see the, the death coming at me rather yeah. than surprising me from right. behind. Right? Yes. So that, that's, yes, that's a good one. Uh, oh, Moin. I was just going to say Moin, that. Moin. First couple of days there, I thought everyone was going, morning. Yeah. Like we, right. were in, we were in the southern United States, but they were actually saying Moin, M-O-I-N which yes. translates to it's a, like a good day. It's a general It's a very general greeting. Right. Right. Uh, and it I thought it was regional, but moving around Germany it it was said I actually heard it said at my layover in um in not Dusseldorf or was I Munich. Oh, really? So someone said moin when I was getting off the aircraft in Munich. Yeah. Oh, so it's uh yeah, that's I 3 years of German never knew that was even a word. Yeah. So so all of my German teachers were from Austria, so I wonder if that has a 
Mm, that, maybe that's in southern Germany maybe. or that's south of Germany, right? So yeah, so, so, southeast of Germany. Yeah, so maybe mm. that's a thing. Yeah. So you don't say Guten Morgen. You right. Say that moin. It, it's overly formal to say Guten Morgen. Yes. I think I think the food across the board was was great. Yes. And that plays into the hospitality of uh, the Luftwaffe and the uh, everybody over there that took care of us. Yeah, so, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I, I, I would do it again in a heartbeat, and we'll, we'll see what the next Air Defender shapes up to look like. So this week we said goodbye to members of the ARG because they are deploying to the CENTCOM AOR for a six-month tour. That's right. So good luck, everybody. Be safe out there. Good luck, there. indeed. And we have Northern Strike coming up now. Yeah. Uh, we have two big players, uh, one being the ARG mm -hmm. and the other being our medical group, as well as you know many others, including 127th Wing Public Affairs will be up there covering with the rest of Joint Force Headquarters the exercise. Uh, the ARG is going to be up in Saginaw and Oscoda doing uh, hot pit refuels, which if you remember from the last time we did that, we uh, refuel the aircraft with the engine running so they can land, get their fuel, get back up in the air. Mm -hmm. It's obviously a very delicate process and takes a lot of training. So they're going to do that up there in northern Michigan uh, as part of Northern Strike. And then our medical group will be training. They'll be doing uh, CCAT or critical care air transport training. Mm, what is that? So, well, uh, critical care air transport teams, uh, they consist of three people, a critical care physician, a critical care nurse, and a respiratory therapist. Uh, they provide an advanced in-route medical capability to evacuate critically ill, injured, or burned patients requiring continuous stabilization or advanced care during transport to the next level of care. So this is a uh, team of essentially ICU or intensive care medics mm -hmm. uh, that will help transport patients from point A to point B to mm -hmm. get them out of, off of the battlefield and to mm -hmm. a more advanced care facility. So that's a way that we can right. convert our KC-135s from the refueling mission into the medical. Absolutely. So good luck to them up doing that. Yeah. Good luck to the ARG. Uh, good luck to General Mammon and Good luck to our new commander. So good luck all around. Yeah. It's... And good luck to you. And to you. Thank Wait, you. Why are you good lucking me? I oh, just. To get through it. I mean, for drill. For drill. Because you are the lead VI manager. Um, well, thanks for having me. It was good to see you. It... Yeah, good to do this again. And uh, we'll, we'll do it again real soon. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Bye. Stay tuned for Around the Air Force. Tschüss. Tschüss. Current Air Force Vice Chief of Staff General David Alvin is President Joe Biden's nominee to become the next Air Force Chief of Staff. He's a command pilot with 37 years of service, including expertise in joint planning and strategy. If confirmed, Alvin would become the 23rd person to hold the highest ranking military position in the Air Force. He would replace General C.Q. Brown Jr., who was recently nominated as the next Chairman of the Joint Chiefs. The leaders of three countries' air forces, the U.S., United Kingdom, and Australia, signed an agreement to work together on development of the Wedgetail Airborne Early Warning and Control Aircraft. The joint vision statement commits the three countries to work together for mutual benefit in the aircraft's capabilities, evaluation and testing, and interoperability. Air Force Chief of Staff General C.Q. Brown Jr., who signed the statement, says collaboration and interoperability are critical for a warfighting advantage. He adds the trilateral agreement is another step in the enduring relationship between the three countries and it signals a commitment to future security. 
Vice Commanders are now Deputy Commanders. The change aligns Air Force terminology with its sister services. Major commands made the transition in titles back in 2017. The updated guidance standardizes the term service-wide, implementing it at numbered Air Forces, centers, wings, groups, and other units. It affects active duty, Air National Guard, and the Air Force Reserves. In a memo to the force detailing the change, Air Force Chief of Staff General C.Q. Brown Jr. says as global challenges evolve, the importance of joint operations increases. He adds the Air Force needs to be aligned to meet challenges with a clear, unambiguous structure. That's your look around the Air Force. I'm Senior Airman Sayomi Sabornin. As a reminder to all 127th Wing members, the change of command ceremony will be taking place today at 10 a.m. inside Hangar 36. Senior enlisted leaders will be arranging the formation by group, so please find your respective group upon your arrival. The ceremony is expected to run approximately one hour, so please be sure to hydrate this morning. Uniform of the day will be OCPs. And that is what we have for the Road to Drill this month. Be sure to listen in next month where we will be covering an exclusive story on the Military Reserve Exchange Program, which I had the pleasure of taking part in this year, and we will be hearing from my Estonian counterpart for the 2023 iteration of the program. We will also, for the first time, hear from our new Wing Commander, Brigadier General Matthew Brancato. From all of us here at the 127th Public Affairs Office, we would like to extend a warm welcome to Brigadier General Brancato, as well as a heartfelt thank you and best wishes to Brigadier General Rolf Mamen, whom we all had the pleasure of working with and for these past four years under his command. I am Technical Sergeant Drew Schumann. Please have a fantastic drill and a great rest of your summer.